You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You, you feel this, this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Packernet After Dark. That's the one. It's a show where you call in, talk about some stuff. A lot of times it's Packer stuff, but sometimes it's not. It's whatever you want. This is the show run by the Packernet podcast audience. And so with that being said, I, I seriously hope it's significantly worse than the one I do in the morning. Because that would be embarrassing. Am I right? Anyways, somehow I think I missed um, a Tom Austin call, and since Tom Austin has made it aware he is currently in the hospital, I don't know what happened, but I saw a picture of it and whatnot. Wishing him the best. Let's, uh, let's start off with a call from Mr. Thomas Austin. A little follow-up to my last call. Um, why is Wisconsin the best state in the Great Lakes region? All right. Thank you. Bye. Um, I'm I'm guessing Great Lakes region means any state that touches the Great Lakes, although maybe that broadens out a little bit, in which case we would just be talking about the Midwest. So I'm going to stick with touches a Great Lake, which makes it tough because New York touches a Great Lake. And um, I don't know if that's what you're referring to. Not that I have any love for New York, but let's be honest, if the world had to choose, one has to go New York or Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin has no chance. But if we're just talking about like Michigan, Indiana, Illinois, Wisconsin, Minnesota, which is maybe what we're kind of talking about here, maybe Ohio, I don't know, it doesn't really matter. Ohio's not going to win any competitions. But probably not Pennsylvania and New York, who also touch Great Lakes. I don't know. Um, I mean, it, it's largely going to be subjective here, I guess. I'm guessing people from Michigan would prefer Michigan. People from Minnesota would prefer Minnesota. I think the other issue is if if we can't compete with New York, we're going to have a hard time competing with Illinois because of Chicago. Not that Chicago is a great place. It's a crime-ridden crap hole. But it's got, like, tall buildings and money and stuff. Lots of restaurants that probably taste pretty good. But, I, you know, I don't know. This This is where I came. This is where I wanted to live. I lived in Illinois. I fled. I didn't flee to Michigan or Indiana or Minnesota. I fled to Wisconsin. It's where my family is. I like that stuff is spaced out. We're not all crammed on top of each other. Milwaukee and Madison kind of suck, but otherwise it's just a, it's a pretty nice state. It's hard for me to comment on Michigan because I've been there, I think, once. Tell you what, my dad lives in Indiana. Indiana's pretty sweet, man. It's not a bad little spot, but I'll just say because of the Packers and we'll move on, I guess. Hey, Ryan, this is Evan from Indiana. What I haven't up? called in a while. Speaking of Indiana. Um, we're always talking about different kinds of seasonings marinades, things like that, stuff on the grill. So I wanted to throw out something I've been doing lately, and that is compound butter. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you've ever tried it or not, but you just get like a stick of butter, take it out of the fridge, 
get it real nice and soft, put it in a bowl, like a silicone spatula. Then we'll put some minced garlic, seasoned salt, oregano, thyme, red pepper flakes. Thinking that's about it. All right. Mix that up. Any other seasonings you want. And that's not just it. I mean, that's for steaks, pork chops, chicken breasts. If you want to make a honey butter for your cornbread, yeah. anything like that. But, yeah, have you ever tried anything like that? It can turn a great steak into an amazing steak. Go ahead and try it. I did that once, and I will say it was the best steak I ever had. I'm not saying it was because of the compound butter, but when I um, when I single out that one steak that was the best steak I've ever, I, sh- I shouldn't say ever had, ever made, um, I did use a compound butter with that. I have not tried making my own, though. I just bought that. So because I very rarely ever buy steaks, I went up to the uh, went up to the butcher, picked out a New York strip, and they had the compound butter right there. I'm like, you know, why don't you why don't you give me a little bit of that? And it was really quite amazing. Puts a nice little uh, buttery seasoning over the top, I guess you could say. Butteriness, creaminess, you know. Common misconception, though, it cannot penetrate into the meat. I know that's not what you're saying, but there's a lot of talk about, like, getting it to soak into the meat. It doesn't do that. Can't do that. It's oil. Steak is primarily water. Oil can't penetrate water. It's, not, it's never going to happen. Just like when you cook meat fat side up, and it's like, well, then the meat melt or the fat melts and gets into the meat no it doesn't it runs off the side of the meat but still it's quite tasty let's uh see how joe's doing hey ryan joe the janitor what up um so still uh still in the garage but good news i got options i thawed out some uh venison backstrap and ground meat okay I don't know which one I'm going to eat yet, but I'm going to fire up the grill, suck back a couple more blue ribbons. Um, anyway, I wanted to ask your honest opinion on the Locked on Packers podcast. Okay. Um, what do you think of that podcast? You must listen to other podcasts occasionally, right? Anyway, I was just thinking... Um, Yes, that's about it. Anyway, hopefully this cot gets more company tonight. It's your biggest fan. This is Stan. Shalom. Shalom. Um, I have not listened... Well, first of all, I don't really listen to other Packers podcasts um, anymore. I have in the past. I just don't anymore. I have not listened to that podcast probably in several years, aside from an occasional one-off here and there. I know a lot of people have a lot of strong opinions on it. I will say, and I think I've said this before, when I first was considering starting a podcast, I listened to a bunch of ones that were already out there, and I remember thinking, I can absolutely do better than this. I may have even done like a test run or whatever, because I I had somewhat of an idea of what mine would or did sound like. And I remember thinking, I'm pretty sure I'm better than all of these already, and I just started. And then I listened to Peter's podcast, and I thought, hmm... All right, I'm probably not better than this guy. And I thought it was very similar. It was very direct. Obviously, the the paths have diverged a little bit in terms of how we style our podcast. But still, you got the one guy doing the mostly data-driven whatever. Got sort of an AM radio feel to it, I guess. So I always kind of envisioned him as having sort of the better of the group podcast. That was back in 2018-ish, I think. But I don't know... I don't know exactly what's going on with him these days. I haven't been listening. I haven't been keeping up on it. 
I think the only one aside from our podcasts that I will listen to occasionally is the Packers Without Borders just because I don't know, I'm lazy and I don't want to it feels like homework a lot of times when I'm listening to Packers podcasts. Like, all right, I got to figure out that. And with them, it's just kind of, I don't know, maybe they'll talk about Packers, maybe they won't. It's just more relaxed, you know? You can just kind of turn it on the background, let it, let it do its thing. But even, I mean, honestly, just podcasts in general, I, I just, I haven't listened. The last podcast I listened to was uh, Clayton's post-game breakdown. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm so far behind on even listening to podcasts on this network. I think the biggest thing is I'm 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 so busy lately and I cannot I mean I can't even have music on the occasionally I'll listen to like that lo-fi hip hop channel cuz it's so like laid back but I can't have talking in the background when I'm trying to do things cuz it's just distracting and I can't do it. Um let's go over to Andy. It looks like Andy called twice. Andy for whatever reason your first call I got nothing. It's just it's Kind of like a light static in the background, but absolutely nothing. But here's Andy saying he's calling again, and that would be why the first call did not come through. Hey, Ryan, it's Andy again. Uh, one bite into my microwave burrito out here in the mail truck got me thinking uh, a few more questions for the show. Um, what about, as far as backers are concerned, what, what do you think uh, about any offensive linemen who might be trade pieces. Do you see anything like that? It looks like we've got, I don't know, nine, maybe ten guys that seem to be interested in, but I'm probably only going to keep eight. Secondly, I've stopped reading articles online by, by writers. Sorry, well, I'm pausing that because I wanted to see if the if you got this call in just briefly before the Cole Van Lannan news came in or, or how that all came to be. I don't think so, though. I think this is a couple hours after the fact. So Cole Van Lannan is a trade piece. Um, outside of that, I can't really think of anyone. The only one that would come immediately to mind that would be pretty shocking. But, um, you know, again, I'm just kind of shooting from the hip here. Actually, actually, there's two. Royce, which, again, I doubt would happen, or Yash. And the only reason I'm looking at Nyman is because you got Bakhtiari, you got Elton Jenkins, you got Royce Newman, you got Zach Tom, you got... Caleb Jones, who they like, and we just drafted Rasheed Walker. If you really, really like Zach Tom, and he, you just cannot find a spot for him, you've got a backup. You have a backup tackle. Do we need to carry six tackles on the, on the roster? I mean, you know, Rasheed probably isn't going to be on the roster. Maybe Caleb isn't either, but even still, you could, if you wanted to, carry Caleb Jones as a fourth offensive tackle. Maybe it's too early for it, but I, I could see that down the line as a guy that, um, you know, has been advertised. We've played him along the offensive line. And so let's say you could get, I don't know, you probably can't get what it would be worth, but I'm just saying. That's the only guy I could really point to. Now, obviously, some people would point to David Bakhtiari, especially the pessimists, saying, look, dude's probably not going to have much longer anyways. If we can get something for him now, let's pull the trigger. If we, you know, if somebody offered like a first round pick, let's just do it. I don't know. No matter what, we're kind of getting into crazy territory. But Elton Jenkins, definitely not. Josh Myers, no. John Runyon, no. Bakhtiari, no. Sean Ryan, Zach Tom, Rasheed Walker, Caleb Jones are rookies, so no. Michael Manette is not worth anything. And Jake Hansen, no. So, anyways, secondly. Is he biased against the Packers, specifically Aaron Rodgers, for the number of reasons that you've mentioned that are non-football related? What I like to do is click on the comments. And it's amazing how quickly those 
those uh, go to Aaron Rodgers is a loser. He chokes in the playoffs. He never wins. And then, then it goes into the I can't believe Stafford has as many Super Bowl rings as Aaron Rodgers. Well, that's kind of a ridiculous type of comparison because you can go all sorts of different things. I can claim Jim McMahon's a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers because he has two Super Bowl rings, obviously Eli Manning and all that. Uh, but what I'm also wondering... Pause. This is basically what you're saying, but what that proves without a shadow of a doubt is using Super Bowl wins to rank quarterbacks is a bad metric. It's just a bad metric. I mean, that's that's not even debatable. So if you're doing that, you're dumb. Yes, is how many people would, without knowing the Rams' success from last year, how many people would follow their model for going, quote, all in? If you think about it, they traded two first-round picks, plus gave up a whole bunch of salary to get a quarterback from a perennial loser. On top of that, they're relying on a wide receiver that was drafted in the third round from a small school, from a small college. That, of course, is Cooper Cup. And then they invested heavily in their defense. And for some reason, this is a great idea because we know the result from last year. And yet, if we talk about well, the Packers are investing in their defense. People are skeptical that Aaron Rodgers can get the job done. It seems to be a double standard. So let me just stop there. A couple things. Um, and I'll, I'll maybe do a, a dive on this tomorrow. On the Well, not tomorrow, but, you know, the next time I record the podcast, which will be for, I don't know, I guess Thursday. Um, first of all, the idea that the Rams strategy is amazing because what they won the Super Bowl ignores the fact that the Rams were in no way the best team in football. That was not the most talented roster. The, the Rams did not build the most talented roster. They built maybe the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh best roster in football, which is not all that impressive, and, and you know, got a couple lucky breaks and, you know, showed up when it mattered. But nobody on planet Earth is looking at that roster saying that's the best team in football. They essentially got lucky because they gambled with this strategy, built the, let's say, sixth best roster in football, which is not a great strategy, and ended up winning it all. Here's the other issue, though. How many of the guys that they traded for are still there? Last year, they gave away a bunch of picks. 2021 third round pick, uh, 2022 first, second, third, and a 2023 first, and Jared Goff. They gave all that away for Von Miller and Matt Stafford. Von Miller's already gone. Matthew Stafford is having pretty serious injury issues with his elbow and is 34 years old. In the last, let's see, since 2018, they've traded for Marcus Peters, Brandon Cooks, Dante Fowler, Jalen Ramsey, Matt Stafford, and Von Miller. Marcus Peters, Brandon Cooks, Dante Fowler, and Von Miller are already gone. You know who's not gone? The players who those picks went out to get. They're still out there, and they could still be with the Rams. Where are you going to get all this talent to backfill all the guys that leave? It's hard to continually stoke a roster, to keep it fully stocked with talent. In a situation where maybe two or three players can contribute to your team in a given draft, you're giving away all your best picks every single year, and you're doing that for players that are going to stick around for a year or two. You're losing out on talent at an unbelievable rate. They got Brandon Cooks and they rented him. You know who they lost out on? Isaiah Wynn. And instead of having Isaiah Wynn, you've got third-round pick Joseph Noteboom playing tackle. And on the other side, you've got 30-year-old Rob Havenstein, who's a good football player. But again, he's 30 years old. Where are you going next? 
they're resorting to drafting with their first pick guys like Logan Bruss, who I believe now is injured. But that's their first pick in the third round, and they're trying to get a tackle that can be a long-term tackle. Good luck. Juan Thornhill, incredibly talented safety. He was taken with the second-round pick that was used to get Marcus Peters, who's no longer there, so now Marcus Peters is gone, and Juan Thornhill is currently with the Kansas City Chiefs, along with Armani Watts, who was taken with the compensation to get Marcus Peters. So in order to get Marcus Peters and Brandon Cooks, they gave away Juan Thornhill, Armani Watts, Khalil McKenzie, and Isaiah Wynn, and they got exactly zero players out of that because those guys are gone. In order to get Dante Fowler, they gave up Quincy Williams and Colin Johnson. They have none of them still on the team. So it's not just the fact that, well, Dante Fowler's better than Quincy Williams and Colin Johnson, right? But the Jaguars still have Quincy Williams and Colin Johnson, and the Rams have nobody. Brandon Cooks, I don't think, is better. I think they lost on that trade with Isaiah Wynn and Khalil McKenzie, but even still, they're losing every single year because they don't have either. They don't have Isaiah Wynn, they don't have Khalil McKenzie, and they don't have Brandon Cooks. They don't have Marcus Peters, Armani Watts, or Juan Thornhill, and they lost that trade because Juan Thornhill is a better player than Marcus Peters, at least at the point in which they got Marcus Peters. And for a one-year Von Miller um, rental, they lost out on Nick Benito and Nick Cross. Now, is Nick Benito going to be as good as Von Miller? Probably not. But how many years is Nick Benito going to be a pass rusher for the Broncos? It's also Nick Cross. So the, 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 the deal's already... The Broncos got two guys that are going to play their first seasons ever this year. And already Von Miller's gone before these guys play their first snap. The uh, Matthew Stafford trade, Jared Goff, Ilfeti Melfanwu, and Lewis Seen are the picks that were used and the, and the player, the three players. Jalen Ramsey seems like a pretty big win because you traded with the Jaguars and they're really stupid. They drafted Travis Etienne, Clavon Chason, and Robert Rochelle. Plus, Jalen Ramsey's pretty young. You give up a cornerback for a garbage pass rusher, a running back, I mean, who knows? Maybe ETN will be great. I don't know. And I don't know who Robert Rochelle is. But again, that is part of the equation. The Packers roster right now is loaded with picks from all different years. Right now, the offensive line is David Bakhtiari from 2013, Elton Jenkins from 2019, John Runyon from 2020, and Josh Myers and Royce Newman from 2021, along with Zach Tom, who's going to be playing a pretty prominent role probably from 2022. Tight ends, we got Tunyon in 17, Mercedes in 18, Josiah in 2020. Aaron Jones, 2017, A.J. Dillon, 2020. Every single position, multiple different years. And and there's a lot of guys that didn't make it because there's a lot of guys that aren't going to hit, so you got to take swing after swing after swing after swing after swing. What would this roster be if we gave away all our picks? Look at the first-round picks we've made. Can you imagine willy-nilly just, oh, we're going to give up Jair Alexander or Rashawn Gary because it's better to have a player that you know is going to be good than a big maybe. And then in two years, that guy's gone while somebody else gets to watch Rashawn Gary be the best pass rusher in football? No, thank you. So the Rams can keep doing that. And the idea that they did that and built the best roster in football is, is absurd. They won the Super Bowl with not the best roster in football. Anyways, why don't we go ahead and take a break here. If you want to call into the show, 608-501-0718. If you want to support the show, patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Hey, U.S. Cellular customers, I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't just misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you. Us Days at U.S. Cellular, exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. 
Right now, U.S. Cellular customers get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Terms apply. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Uh, what's going on, dude? This is caller number five again. Just, uh, you know, I'm trying to vibe out of here, chill, big chill, you know what I mean? Uh, anyway, I was just, you know, listening to some podcasts, trying to work or whatever. And then, you know, I keep hearing this disrespect. I'm going to take it as disrespect uh, of the Packers defense, dude, because they keep saying, like, oh, can they stop the run? You know, they added all these linemen, but can they actually do anything? And they keep saying that we're not going to stop the run, dude. I I can't wait for week one because everything I'm saying, this is going to be legit. Anyway, just love to hear your thoughts on all this doubt that's happening for the Packers defense, dude. Also, uh, <laughs> I can't remember what I was going to say. Anyway, you take it easy, dude. Brazil Douglas for mayor. That's it. <laughs> all right. Thank you, caller number five. thought we were going to Beavis and Butthead route there at the end. I don't know um, exactly how I feel about the run defense. I feel like every year we have some level of optimism and every year we're let down by the run defense. Um, if this is the year that it changes, it all, in my opinion, comes down to the Quay Walker, Devondre Campbell duo. It's not going to be the defensive tackles. I don't think. I mean, the majority of the guys who are playing defensive tackle were here last year, um, with the exception of Jaron Reed. And again, Jaron Reed has never really been all that great of a defensive tackle. And Devontae Wyatt is here and he's off to a relatively slow start. I mean, it's, it's two guys that maybe could help, but if I think there's a big jump, I think that's where it's going to come from. It's an overall defensive scheme adjustment that makes it harder for teams to run against us. Not necessarily because we've upgraded to these elite players and defensive tackles and everything else. But I'm not going to get all huffy about it and like, oh yeah, I can't wait to shut all the doubters up. It's like, well, I'm not doubting, but I'm certainly not going to start running my mouth because I don't know how this is going to go. We'll have to see. Well, uh... Debated not playing John's call, but we'll play John's call. Hey, man, saw your post uh, on uh, on the social media there. That's almost recording time. Just wanted to drop you a line, ask how you were. How you doing, buddy? Everything okay? You all right? Okay. Uh, you keep talking. I'll keep listening. Go, Pat, go. When I do the call to action to have people call in, I appreciate when they do it, so... I don't want to be like, thanks for calling, but I'm not playing your stupid call. With that said, though, I don't really have much comment to that. Yeah, I'm doing good, man. Thank you. <laughs> thanks thanks for calling. Thanks for listening. Hi, right back, Daddy. Hey. I'm a super fan. Hey, man. Uh, I just want to touch base with you real quick on, a, on uh, one thing. Um, hearing a lot of talk about Kylan Hill, and it sounds like he went on the PUP. Yep. Or will be on the PUP now. Sounds like the start of the season. Um. And a lot of talk about the fact that, you know, the rest of the running backs in camp really, <laughs> it's all for show because as soon as Kylan Hill uh, is healthy, he's going to be the number three. 
running back on the team. I don't see that. I mean, <laughs> I don't see if that's true. It's, if it's automatic, I, I just don't get that. I mean, Kylan Hill, correct me if I'm wrong, was not very effective last year before he got hurt. Yes, yeah, I, I remember him taking one uh, pass into into the end zone on a on a on a nice little uh, uh, yeah, swing route out of the backfield. I remember that looked real good on that play. But other than that, um, if you look at his statistics from last year as a running back, awful, god awful. So I, I don't know what people see in that guy. Um, and now you know, coming off an ACL as a running back. I don't think there's anything automatic about Kylan Hill being the third running back on this team. Um, in fact, I would take any one of the three guys that they currently have in camp over him anyway. Uh, you know, whether that be Dexter, our favorite, or uh, uh, Patrick Taylor or Goodson. Quite honestly, you know, either Goodson or Patrick Taylor would be fine with me. But uh, Kylan Hill's fourth on that list as far as I'm concerned. Just want to get your thoughts on that. Maybe you could look at your statistics, but I just don't see what people are seeing in Kyle Hill. Thanks. So um, I 100% get what you're saying. I'm not a huge – I mean, I liked Kyle Hill, but I'm not a huge fan based on what he's been able to show us. He won the roster spot because of his kick return ability. And by ability, I mean he was a kick returner. And so that's the reason he won the job. He was not impressive as a runner. The statistics are terrible. And even as a kick returner, they were not super great. Um, however, again, it's not about what we think or what you know the statistics say. It's about what the Packers think. And I think the fact that they put him on PUP is probably an indication that he probably will be number three when he comes back because what's the point? Why would you bother to do that if you're just going to end up cutting him anyways? Why not just let him go? Um I have to assume that they're stashing him on Pup because he's not ready yet, but when he comes off Pup, they're planning on activating him as a running back after that. I mean, that, again, I can't find any reason why they would do anything else. You know, Vernon Scott got hurt, they let him go. Danny Davis got hurt, they let him go. It's not a, you know, you get healthy, and then as soon as you're healthy, you come right back. If they really like Tyler Goodson and Patrick Taylor and Dexter Williams, why bother putting him on Pup? The only possible thing I could think is to give us more time for evaluation. In other words, as of right now, we're not fully satisfied with where we're at, but maybe somebody could end up winning the job and then we end up letting him go when the time comes. But if you know you're going to let him go, you don't put him on pup. And I don't believe we can put him on the practice squad anymore, so it's not a stash and practice squad thing. So that's my thought, unless I'm missing something. Um, The intention as of right now is to bring him back as the number three running back. Again, unless I'm just missing something, which is entirely possible, because it that just occurred to me as I was listening to your question that that's probably the case. Anyways, Joe's back. What's going on, Joe? Hey, Ryan. It's uh, Joe's janitor. What up? So, uh, just calling to check in. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely making leeway from the garage. My fourth. This will be my fourth night, but uh, we'll be all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think um, tomorrow morning I'm going to work with my brother-in-law. Uh, he has a landscaping company. There you go. I usually refuse to help him at all, but uh, I need some money, and my wife wants me to do it. So hopefully that will get me back in the house. Um, problem with that? Well, there's not really any problems, but 
family is the Jets family, and um, you know, I've been been with my wife for a while, and it seems ever since uh, we've been together, they root for the the Vikings. Still like the Jets, but always rooting for the Vikings. Look at Justin Jefferson, this Justin Jefferson, that. I'm sick of hearing it. Hopefully, that doesn't happen. So, just so we're clear, Joe, you're gonna have to just take it, man. If you go out, and because landscaping is a good portion of the time sitting in the truck with people. And if you're sitting in the truck with your brother-in-law and he's going to give you a hard time, you got to just eat it. You know, you can, you can banter back, but you can't, you know, flip out on them and cause problems. That's, that's, that's the only thing. Either be quiet or banter back and be cool, but that's it. Cause there's no losing this job. Not allowed. Uh, do your in-laws like football, Ryan? Do, uh, do they have a team? Um, you probably have talked about that in your podcast, but I probably haven't heard it. Um, yeah, so. Um, Packers, yeah. They're, they are a Packers family for sure. So no uh, point of contention there. I think I need some more venison. You know, come to think about it, I'm not, I don't remember going hunting. So, damn, <laughs> I wonder when this venison is from. <laughs> what are you eating? You ever have venison? Well, <clears throat> go pack, go. I know you like meat, so yep. you must like venison. This is uh, Joe the Janitor checking off. Your biggest fan is Shalom. I, I, here's, here's the thing with venison. I generally don't like it. I don't like the gamey taste to it. Um, I will say, though, one of the best steaks I've ever eaten was a venison steak. We went out ice fishing. It was marinated. Put it on the grill. It was the most tender, delicious thing ever. But um, I've had and venison sausage isn't or uh, you know like the uh, what do you what do you like the the meat sticks? Those are those are decent, but it still has that gamey venison taste. And I've had some people say it depends how you clean it. Some people don't do a good enough job, and then it, you get more of the taste. I don't know. I th- I mean I, I think it's good. It's just it's got that little hint of of something, which apparently the word is gaminess that I just am not a big fan of. And I've had some that's tolerable, and I've had some that it's like, this is like painful to eat. I think we used to have a venison hamburger helper in college, though, if I'm not mistaken, which was always good. But of course, it's all just mixed in with the uh, with the other side. Am I right about that, Bax, if you're listening? Because I know your dad would always hook us up. And I'm assuming he brought venison, not like, here, I bought you some ground beef, because that doesn't seem right. Anyways, um, final caller going to be a short one unless somebody calls in in the next couple of minutes, but uh, caller number five, what do you got, man? Oh, hola, amigo. ¿Cómo estás, Ryan? Es llamador número cinco con una pregunta para usted. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I, I forgot that we have a lot of gringos on here. Probably can't understand what I'm saying like you. Dang. <laughs> That's pretty good. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing this is like a, is this a native tongue thing for you? Or, or at least you in like the southwest region where you get a lot of that. You got some pretty good accents, but you speak the language and stuff. And what did you say? Do I have to bleep that whole thing out? <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Ah, you know what I mean. So let me uh, let me just talk to you normal. Uh, I had a question about you know what if Christian Watson and Romeo does you know if they both perform, do you think they're gonna stop talking? About you know, oh, you should little thick, but go ahead. Draft to the wide receiver in round one, or you know, you never get Rodgers any help if they both hit a little. You know, are they gonna stop talking about that, or or is it gonna be something else like, oh, you should have drafted Jorge Pickens or whatever? You know what I mean? 
Um, so that's my question for you. Also, JJ, if you're listening to this, okay, I see you're hating on impressions, okay? I, I understand the hatred, you know what I mean? But it feels like a shot right to me, you know? And I don't know what I did to you. I thought we were friends. You know, I don't know. You don't know me. But, you know, I thought we were friends, JJ. I don't know what this is. Anyway, Holmes, you're absolutely right, though, because most impressions are terrible. Even, you know, I don't even do those. I just do little voices, you know what I mean? Anyway, that's all I had. Uh, hasta luego, amigo. Te vaya bien. Todo tu familia. Okay, bye. JJ's crossing the Serenios right now, man. You gotta, you better chill out, boy. Caller number Cinco don't play. <laughs> what was your question? Sorry, I, I, I never listen to the question because I'm so enthralled with the impression. Oh, do, do you think that the stop, the, the talk will stop if these guys perform? I don't know. I mean, on, on one hand, you'd want to say yes. If these guys ball out, then nobody can say anything about first round uh, picks, but they've had great wide receivers every year. Devontae Adams. Did they stop when Devontae Adams was great? No. So, I mean, it, it, it literally doesn't make any sense. Because if, let's just say one of them. Let's say Romeo Dobbs is the real deal. Christian Watson isn't. Let's say Romeo Dobbs is as good as Devontae was. Let's just get super crazy. He is Devontae Adams 2.0. The media would have every ability to continue saying the Packers should have used a first-round pick on a wide receiver, even though they crushed it out of the park in the fourth round, because there's no difference between this guy who we're saying is the new Devontae and the old guy that literally was Devontae. So the point is, it's not a matter of what do the Packers have to do to make the narrative stop. There's nothing they can do to make the narrative stop. The point is, from the media standpoint, I'm right. And it doesn't matter what reality is. It doesn't matter that the Packers have had one of the best groups of wide receivers over the last 30 years of any franchise, despite the lack of first-round draft picks, certainly since Aaron Rodgers' tenure. Great wide receiver after great wide receiver. Doesn't matter. I said it, therefore it's reality. So it doesn't matter. If, if they swing and a miss, then of course you should have invested a first-round pick, um, you know, even though that first-round pick would have been Christian Watson, so it wouldn't have made too much of a difference. If they swing and hit, guess what? Still should have invested a first-round pick because I said so. There's still going to be people dropping that, oh, it's been uh, however long since Rodgers has played with the first round, whatever. I mean, technically, there's a first-round wide receiver on our team right now, but that doesn't matter because it's not about first-round wide receivers are better, and if you get them, you're going to be good. It's just about you should draft a a receiver in the first round because we want you to. It's not about better. It's not about having good players. It's not about any of that. It's just, it's just you should do it because I said you should do it. It's all about optics rather than results. Aaron Rodgers is valuable. Team hasn't won a Super Bowl. It seems crazy that you wouldn't draft a receiver in the first round to help your quarterback. And that's all we're going off of. I don't need to hear your rationale. I don't need to hear the reality of the fact that they've drafted a bunch of second round wide receivers, most of which have been phenomenal. The fact that maybe part of the reason they haven't drafted first-round receivers outside of the fact that they don't value it as much as other teams is because it hasn't really been a need for the team. I don't need to hear any of those data points. I just know what it sounds like, and I want you to just accept it as reality. That's it. It's the same with the whole Devontae thing. This team will crumble without Devontae, obviously. He's the best wide receiver in football. Okay, well, we're 7-0 without him. Listen to me. I don't need your data points. I don't want to hear it. The team is doomed. I just saw that today. The... um. Somebody posted NFC North over and under, and the Packers at 11.5 wins. And most of the comments said the Packers are under. And one of the guys said, come on, are you serious? Under. 
Now, I didn't engage because I'm trying to get away from Twitter arguments because I've you can't... I want to engage with some of them because they seem so simple. You know what I mean? They're so... Like, I, I'm just going to walk in. I'm going to smack this guy right in the mouth. He's going to fall over, start crying, and I'm going to walk out victorious. But that's never how it goes. They, they don't stop talking. They just keep saying things. And then it's like, well, no, that's, that's stupid. Let, okay, now this time... Yeah, I'm gonna smack him, and he'll realize, like, oh man, I guess I've been stupid this whole time. You go in, you tell him he's wrong again, show him very basic facts because they're all over the map now, and then they don't stop, and it just it never ends. It never ends. I'm not doing it, but I'm assuming that they're not so stupid as to not realize they've won 13 games the last three years. And so, why is it absurd to think that the Packers would get to 11 or or 12 wins? I guess because they lost Devontae. Well, Vegas disagrees, right? They, they say we're going to lose like 0.7 games as a result. And um, again, 7-0 and is pretty significant, but it doesn't matter because it all comes down to, oh, come on. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. You're going to pretend like it doesn't make a difference. I'm just giving you information. Oh, come on. You're going to tell me that the Packers wouldn't be better with first-round wide receivers. Oh, come on. Okay, you can just keep yelling, oh, come on, all you want. What I would like for you to be able to do is to back up any claims you make with some data, and you refuse to do that. They won't do it. They haven't done it. They don't bother to do it. It's all just off the top of the head like this seems to make sense. It's annoying. But anyways, I will leave it at that. You folks have yourselves a great night. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.